This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It's been one year today. It is uh, the one year anniversary of Russians, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The, Russia did not take Kiev, did not march on Kiev in a matter of days. Ukraine has fought hard, has fought valiantly. But we still have to ask one year later, how does this end? We keep hearing uh, Joe Biden and uh, Tony Blinken and uh, Kamala Harris and Corinne Jean-Pierre and Everybody in the mainstream media say we're there as long as it takes. We're fighting for democracy. That doesn't really uh, define a uh, conclusion to this conflict. We don't know what it will look like, and we sure don't know what it uh, when it's going to happen. Uh, overnight, while you were sleeping, a major superpower proposed a peace plan uh, with with bullet points, a 12-point peace plan. Uh, that didn't come from Joe Biden. Of course, Joe Biden proposed another $2 billion in unaudited aid to Ukraine, which will bring our total up to over $113 billion. I believe the next highest contribution from the West is uh, Germany or England. England, and they've proposed like they've donated, they've uh, sent like $10 billion to Ukraine. None of these European countries, none of our allies, have uh, given as much in weapons and money to Ukraine, a country 5,000 miles away. That will never make any sense to me, but I think it's humiliating. This has been a brutal week for Joe Biden. He went over to Ukraine, staged a silly uh, appearance with Zelensky with a fake air raid siren. All the mainstream media people, they all uh, played along and pretended he was under the gun in uh, in Ukraine, pretended that was a real air raid siren, even though they knew it wasn't. They continue to lie to you about this. But I found this fascinating. Uh, I'm not sure when it broke. It was late last night. Uh, this is uh, this is from uh, the Associated Press. One year into Russia's war against Ukraine, China is offering a ten point proposal to end the fighting. Now China is uh, is moving closer to an alliance with uh, with Russia. If they, if they if this gets rejected, I'm sure the next step for China is to go all in with Russia. It's an amazing development when you think about it. We have driven China and Russia closer together. Uh, Biden never st- never uh, misses a chance to boast and brag about the alliance. The Uh, NATO alliance, which obviously Ukraine is not part of, the EU, the West, all banding together to support Ukraine. He fails to mention the rest of the world because they have no interest in getting involved in this. Uh, You know, there's 190 countries, I believe 30 or 40 are uh, together with us supporting Ukraine. The rest of the world is like, that's a local thing. That's a that's an Eastern European. That's a a, a decades long, centuries long conflict between these two countries. Um, I'm I'm rooting for Ukraine. Every decent person is 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 pulling for Ukraine. We all agree. Putin bad. Russia bad. This invasion was not uh, uh, warranted. Was not necessary. We didn't need this. We were hoping it end quickly. It didn't. Now can we move on? Can we talk about reality? This, this whole notion that we're fighting for democracy and we'll be there as long as it takes is utter madness. I don't know when 
I don't know when the, the, the entire country, the entire United States will demand an end, demand an answer on what, how long we're going to be there. As long as it takes is not an answer. Um, the, the, nobody wants an endless foreign war. And that sure is what this looks like one year after we uh, supported through our support behind Ukraine. It hasn't not, nothing's we've done nothing but escalate. We've been, done nothing but provocate. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. You're just going to keep giving good money after bad weapons, tanks, soon F-16s, and you don't know how and when it will end. We all we all say, you know, good Zelensky. He's bold. He's brave. He's courageous. He's fighting. He's doing his best. His Ukrainian military are doing their best, but. Russia is now amassing a half a million troops. They're, they're conscripting every able-bodied male and sending them to the, the, the front. What, what do you think is going to happen now? That the tanks are going to suddenly, the 700 tanks are suddenly going to put Ukraine over the top and they're going to win and, and Putin is not going to use nukes? I, I, I'm absolutely baffled by this idea that there's some right over the horizon, right, 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 right down the road, short, just a little bit down the road is a victory. Well, what is a victory? Nobody will tell me. Nobody can explain it. There's such a divide between Washington, between the uniparty, the Republicans and Democrats, all supporting, all gung-ho about this endless foreign war. Liberals, diehard liberals, uh, Bernie Sanders, a AOC, Ayanna Presley, Elizabeth Warren, all totally committed to a, a endless foreign war. It's it's bizarre. I I mean, old time liberals, as I've said, uh, you know, Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin would be embarrassed. They would be standing with Matt Gates on this, demanding you end the killing, demanding we end the fighting. It's in the, the first year, by the way, has been brutal. The New York Times estimated over 300,000 dead. The uh, Kiev, I just, uh, I just tweeted this out. Kiev, uh, I don't know what it's called. Kiev something, newspaper, estimated eight, uh, didn't estimate, said specifically 8,006 civilians dead, 400 children killed. Again, that's Putin. He's bad. He did that. But why do you want to continue it for another year and then another year? Why Why is this somehow in our vital national interest? Nobody can explain that. Uh, China's proposal is very uh, vague. It will not be embraced by anybody, certainly not the United States. It's been a year, and you have never heard Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, Kamala Harris, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, never heard them utter the word peace, uh, ceasefire, settlement, negotiate. Shouldn't that raise a million more questions why you wouldn't want to negotiate a settlement? Wouldn't that make the president look good? Wouldn't that make him look uh, uh, like like a world leader taking the lead here and saying, let's end the killing, let's end the shooting, let's end the carnage? No more dead kids. For some reason, 
We're committing to another year. We're sending more weapons, more tanks, soon to be F-16s, soon to be personnel on the ground. Uh, today, again, another $2 billion on top of the half a billion he gave them when he was over there, over $115 billion now, I believe, and with no end in sight. Who thinks that's a good idea? Uh, okay, you can give me the, oh, you're a Putin puppet. You're rooting for Putin. You're pro-Putin. No, I'm, I'm, you know what I am? I'm pro, I'm anti-dead kids. Is that so, is that so insane? Is that so, so is that so crazy? We want to stop seeing dead kids. I, I need someone to explain to me why we must continue the fighting. Sure, Russian invaded. And, and if someone invaded the U.S., someone tried to take, take New Mexico, I would be all gung-ho saying, let's go get them. But that we've been doing this, we've been watching this, they've been fighting this for a year. You tell me what's changed other than de- more damage, destruction, death, carnage, more dead kids. Tell me what's going to change in the next year. You really think 700 tanks is going to make the difference and Putin's going to wave a white flag and say, you know, you guys, you guys win. We can't handle any more death. Uh, the Washington, uh, the, uh, The Wall Street Journal has an interesting piece this morning about uh, the corruption, which is out of control in Ukraine. You don't hear much about that from Joe Biden. You don't hear much about that from uh, Joe Scarborough or Chuck Todd. Uh, We'll get to the Chinese peace proposal, which, again, it's vague, but at least it's something. It should be coming from Joe Biden. That proposal that came from Xi Jinping, who's going to make a speech today about his peace proposal in Ukraine. That should be coming from the U.S. president. He should have stood up the other day in Poland and said, let's end the killing, let's end the carnage, let's find a way to reach some kind of settlement. Uh, Otherwise, I need someone to explain this to me. How does this not end with a nuclear weapon? How does this not end with a nuclear strike? Um, This is... uh, This morning in the um, Wall Street Journal, it said, in Ukraine, the politics of the pre-war period are returning for Zelensky. Corruption, a perennial problem in Ukraine, has come back into view in recent weeks. Mr. Zelensky has fired nearly a dozen senior officials for schemes such as marking up the prices of eggs and other food procured by the military. One person whose home was raided by security service was a politically connected tycoon and one-time supporter of Zelensky, a close ally of the president, said the defense minister, well-liked by the West, was on his way out in connection with a corruption scandal under his watch. The defense minister is out because of corruption. Uh, Opponents say Zelensky's grip on the media has a whiff of authoritarianism. Wait, I thought we were fighting for freedom. That's what Joe Biden said. Democracy. We were defending democracy. Uh, General Valerie Zelensky, the popular chief of Ukraine's armed forces and a potential political rival of Zelensky, needs the president's sign-off for media interviews, but rarely gets it. He doesn't allow people to talk. He shut down TV stations. He shut down a Christian church, arrested priests and nuns. You know, it's wartime. Maybe he has to take drastic measures. 
But can we stop this nonsense about fighting for freedom? Joe Biden did a whole speech about freedom when he was in Poland. I want someone to explain to me how this is freedom. Uh, so Ukraine wins and we have freedom. Do they, all those TV stations he shut down and the opponents that he jailed and the money that they stole, is that going to be you know returned and we're going to have freedom? Uh, I'm not saying it's not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a better, more free country than Russia. And again, go Ukraine, viva Ukraine. Love to see them roll over, uh, roll over Putin's troops in the coming days. But nobody believes that's going to happen. Nobody believes this isn't going to get worse. This isn't going to escalate with the, uh, with the arrival of the 700 tanks. And again, soon to be F-16s. A reminder that less than a year ago, Joe Biden said if we send tanks and planes, that means World War III. That was Joe, that was Joe Biden's proclamation. If we send in the tanks and the planes, we are involved in World War III. Well, it feels to me like we're already involved in World War III because our president has no intention of de-escalating. He never utters a word about de-escalating, about ceasefires or peace or settling or talking or negotiating. Those words never uh, cross his lips, which is frightening because again, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get the, 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 the killing's not going to stop. As long as the United States is 100% committed to escalating, to provocating, it's going to get worse. When are, I mean, there was a rally in DC the other day, rage against the war machine, pretty, pretty good sized rally, uh, eclectic group of speakers. You had Ron Paul and Tulsi Gabbard and the code pink ladies uh, got very little coverage because the media doesn't want you to know that are, that, that, that most of this country is tired of the shoot, the killing and tired of the carnage and would like to see this thing end. Uh, but there's a whole, whole piece uh, in the Wall Street Journal about uh, the rampant corruption in Ukraine, which makes you wonder how much of the 113 million is actually a billion, I'm sorry, is actually going to killing Russians. And how many is it going in? How much of it is going into the pockets, into the into the satchels of these corrupt politicians in Ukraine? You know, it's amazing. Marjorie Taylor Greene is introducing a bill or resolution to audit every nickel we send to Ukraine. And much of the Congress is against it. They don't want to audit. They don't want to know. Let's find out where the money's going exactly. Is it going to the right place? No, we don't care. Just send money. Just keep sending billions and billions and billions as East Palestine Palestine burns. We'll get to that. But back to the Chinese peace proposal again. They're not going to, it's not going to go anywhere, but it's a start. A world leader, a superpower is proposing peace. Isn't that a novel concept? Why couldn't Joe Biden do that? Why? And so if someone tell me, why can't we do that? Why does this have to come from China? Why can't the United States, which has the most influence in the region, certainly given the most money, the most weapons, Google it, as uh, Don Lemon would say, the number of weapons of tanks, of armored personnel carriers, of missiles, of, of stingers is astounding. It, it has depleted our uh, military for sure. 
And I'm not sure how we, how much more we can give. We are just giving and giving and giving to this corrupt country as they fend off the Russians. And nobody would tell me how it ends. Uh, the proposal, and it's, it's, again, vague. China's proposal calls for a ceasefire and peace talks and an end to sanctions against Russia. Now, we have put a million sanctions. It has done nothing to deter Russia. Russia has, uh, their, uh, their exports have increased. And even, even after we blew up their pipeline to the rest of the world, their exports to India have increased 400% energy exports to India. Other countries aren't playing along. They're doing fine in the international uh, arena. Uh, and back to uh, the Associated Press story. China placed responsibility for sanctions on other relevant countries without naming them. Uh, these countries should stop abusing unilateral sanctions and do their share in de-escalating the Ukraine crisis. So if it, they're calling for to, to, to remove sanctions as part of a peace deal, does anyone have a big problem with that? You want to keep killing kids? so that we can keep the sanctions on Russia doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Many of the 12 points in the proposal were very general and did not contain specific proposals without mentioning either Russia or Ukraine. It says sovereignty of all countries should be upheld. It didn't specify what that would look like for Ukraine uh, and the land taken from it since Russia seized Crimea in 2014. Stop right there. Russia gets to keep Crimea. If it means no more dead kids, uh, and, and we don't even know what Crimea, the people of Crimea, where they've come down on this, but that's, uh, that's okay by me. Does anyone want to say we're just going to fight to the death for Crimea, lose another 300,000 people? This is just madness. I can't believe that nobody, literally, I, mean, I shouldn't say nobody, that very few people in Congress, in the media, in Washington, are, are kicking and screaming about this. Everybody's all in. Yeah, just keep going, sending Russia bad, Putin bad. Just keep sending them uh, them our money, money we don't have, money that we could use here, but hey, Putin bad. Other points call for a ceasefire, peace talks, protection of for prisoners of war, and stopping attacks on civilians, as well as keeping nuclear power plants safe and facilitating grain exports. Sounds good to me. Good idea, Xi Jinping. Um, he'll he'll be apparently, I don't know. Maybe he's doing it right now. Apparently, he's going to make a big speech and outline more of this. And you know what, Joe Biden will he'll do? He'll say, "I don't want to hear it." There will be a day. I'll probably be dead and gone. Ironhead, you you probably be still around. Although you know, you never know. Uh, where people will look back and say. And ask, why did we keep pouring money and weapons into this into this conflict 5,000 miles away? There has to be more to the story. I know we talk about Biden's family relationship with Ukraine and the money he made in Ukraine and money he made in Russia. And, and he's got other interests, vital Biden interests. Maybe that's it. Maybe not. I don't know. But I don't get the motivation here. The, the, the idea that uh, they're fighting for freedom and democracy is silly. We know that. Um, and, and if this peace plan were to be enacted, they would keep, Zelensky would be alive. Russia would agree not to kill him. 
That'd probably be the first demand they have to meet. And Ukraine would rebuild. God knows they will get plenty of money to rebuild uh, from us and I guess some of other the other Western allies. But we're going to look back and say, why did they keep fighting? Why did they keep killing kids, killing civilians? Why did we just keep fanning the flames and escalating the, the situation, the violence. It makes no sense. One, It made no sense a year ago. It makes much less sense one year ago. One year later, February 24th, a year of this insane war, which is being uh, escalated daily by Joe Biden. I don't get it. I'm ready to go to a, a peace rally. It's going to be a little, I don't know if there will be one this weekend, I won't go because it'll be too cold, but if it warms up a little, I'm going to go to a peace rally. I'm going to go hang with my, my fellow uh, peaceniks because this is utter madness and so few people are saying it. We're gonna, they're going to study this. There's a war 5,000 miles away and every liberal, every liberal is on board. Every Democrat, every member of the mainstream media, reporters, these people who some of them old, who, you know, who remember uh, protesting Vietnam. Others uh, were against the Iraq war, against all fighting in the Middle East, are all in on fighting for the Donbass region. It's so strange. Again, I guess, I guess everything can be explained by their, by their pure hatred for Donald Trump. So they support Biden. Biden supports the war, so they have to support the war. I guess that, that explains it because... I don't get it. I don't get why more people aren't waking up and demanding, demanding an end to this. We're 30, 32 trillion in debt and we just toss them another two bill, two billion in one year. I looked it up. The Russian, entire Russian military budget for a year is 65 billion. We've sent them just us 113 billion and there's no end in sight. By this time next year, it'll be 200 billion. So we've already sent them almost twice what the, what Russia spends on its entire military for a year. This is, it's like, I don't know, four times what Ukraine spends on its military normally. What we've sent them, just us, not the rest of the, the West, not the Germany, which for some reason has only sent, I'll get the number, Germany spent Someone explain this to me. I understand Germany can't have a military. We don't want Germany armed to the teeth ever again. But why, why don't they have to donate? Why does Germany uh, just sit there and, and enjoy the protection of us and, and NATO and donate nothing? Why isn't Poland, I know they're taking in refugees, but why isn't Poland donating more? Why isn't Italy donating anything? Why is it just us? And why don't more people demand an answer to that question? It just drives me nuts. But I guess we're all in one year anniversary. Keep going. Keep fighting. 416 children killed. 2.8 million civilians either deported or forced to move to Russia. Almost 3 million Ukrainians have been forced to leave Ukraine and live in Russia. Pretty soon they'll be conscripting Ukrainians to fight Ukrainians. 69,000 Russian war crimes under investigation. This is from the Kiev Independent, which is not independent, which is controlled by Zelensky. Um, they have uh, eight 
million Ukrainian refugees, 8 million in one year. So we're going to keep doing this for another year. It makes no sense. But uh, anyway, it feels like I've been screaming about this for a year. Nobody will tell me how this ends. Nobody will tell me what the vital U.S. interest is. Nobody will tell me why we send billions and billions to Ukraine and nothing for East Palestine. Makes no sense. But hey, let's keep going. Joe Biden's in charge. Joe Biden wants to keep, uh, I guess he's in charge. He wants to keep fighting. So fight we will. But Happy anniversary. Uh, congratulations to Xi Jinping for, for proposing peace. Someone had to do it. Maybe maybe Joe Biden is such a, such a pathetic figure on the international stage as we saw that he'll just, he'll, he'll just be ignored and, uh, and they will actually sit down and have some peace talks. And, you know, Zelensky gets to keep his country. Does he want to fight forever? Does he want to be a wartime president forever? Here's the deal, Vladimir. You can have peace. The fighting can end. You could go back to running the country and playing piano with your penis and anything else you want to do. (laughs) But instead, I turned on the TV this morning and Brad Paisley came out with a new song. It's a duet with Zelensky. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You can find it, Ironhead. It just came out today. It's not, he's not singing, he's talking, but Paisley's singing and playing guitar and Zelensky's talking throughout the song and all the proceeds go to whatever, go to Ukraine relief or Ukraine weapons or whatever. It's uh, just this never ending spigot. I don't know how, I mean, at this time next year, we're going to be sitting there talking about 200 billion, 250 billion F-16s, people, personnel, boots on the ground is that what's next? Because there's been so little pushback against the the largesse that we have uh, that we have showered on them for the last year. It's amazing that uh, there's hardly any debate, hardly any pushback. Members of Congress parrot the same line: "We're there as long as it takes." What does that mean? As long as it takes to what? Kill every kid in Ukraine? As long as it takes to destroy every building? What does that even mean? You should not be allowed to say that. You should have a, 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 a picture. You'd be able to draw a picture of us on how it ends, what it looks like. It, it, don't tell me it ends with Putin waving a white flag because that will never, ever happen. Do you want to listen to this for a second? Uh, was this Brad Paisley? I, I think. Unless there's an ad, then we'll stop. I guess he's in it somewhere. Yes, he's talking in it somewhere, but uh, that's what you get. Save your baby. I mean, honest to God, I like Brad Paisley. I like when he's in commercials with Peyton Manning a lot more. I like I like him. I like him. He's good. Uh, some great, great songs. He has some silly songs, too, like uh, I Want to Check You for Ticks. He does some silly country <laughs> songs, but does some good heartfelt songs. So that's where we're at a year in. Brad Paisley doing a duet with Zelensky saying, save your babies. Oh, good idea, Brad. Let's save the babies. Let's stop the fighting. Let's stop the killing. You cannot tell me 
it ends with Ukraine victory, with but with Putin surrendering without shooting off a nuke. That's not going to happen. Anyone who tells you it is, by the way, is lying. You hear some media person say, we must win. Let's win like it's a friggin' football game or it's a, it's a whatever, basketball game. Let's win. Oh, what, what's the score now? What's the score? Uh, let's win. How much time left? They can't answer that. What does winning mean? Simple question, Joe Biden. Simple question. Blinken or, or Austin or Millie, you slob. Tell me, Mark Millie, what does winning look like? Oh, Russia uh, withdraws all its troops, retreats, and says, sorry, we tried. And Putin says, hey, no hard feelings. We move on. Let's uh, lift the sanction. That, that, that's not going to happen. That is never going to happen. And you know it. These people love war. They want war. They're making money. Glory. You know, Mark Milley loves it. Another, another war he can lose. Give him a few more. Give him a dozen more ribbons. Just madness. Other, utter madness. But anyway, we move on. We move. You know, let's do what Joe Biden should do. Let's turn our attention back here to the United States. Let's turn our attention to the latest from East Palestine. Can I just say, uh, Pete Buttigieg, we were, uh, we did the show yesterday as he was walking around, uh, East Palestine awkwardly in his Halloween costume running from reporters. We covered most of that, but it, this was worse than I even imagined. It, he was, it was more embarrassing. He never spent any time with the people. He never hugged anybody. He never even attempted. I guess he felt like he couldn't one up Joe, uh, uh, Donald Trump. So he didn't try, but this was so uncomfortable. He, he gave a press conference, and in the middle of an answer, he actually said, I lost my train of thought. Sitting there talking about the train derailment, and this, and this Harvard, Oxford, McKinsey, Kinsey guy lost his train of thought. He ran from reporters. They were, bar- they were just pummeling him with questions, saying, are you embarrassed? Are you going to resign? It was just so uncomfortable. It's all his fault. This would not have happened had he gone two, three weeks ago. He waited. He hid out in D.C. He didn't want to go. He finally went. He was forced to apologize for taking so long to go there. Nobody on the ground in uh, East Palestine felt better because uh, Pete Buttigieg made an appearance. It stood in such stark, stark contrast to Trump's visit. It was it was embarrassing, and it was a gift to Donald Trump. It was a. I mean, there. They, I know Trump won this county with 72% of the vote. If he runs against Biden, it'll be like 92%. I know Trump won Ohio, but Trump lost Pennsylvania by one point. Uh, something like this makes all the difference, in my opinion. People, working class people in the rural counties look at this and they're disgusted with the response of the administration. Trump was there at McDonald's, hugging these people, making them feel better while Biden was uh, in Eastern Europe giving away billions. That is a terrible picture, a terrible contrast for Biden. But a couple things. One's just a, a photo, but if you haven't seen it, it made me laugh out loud. Mayor Trent, our favorite mayor, uh, he's the big guy, the big boy, the, uh, the hoss. Mayor Trent in his quadruple X golf shirt was uh, hanging out with Rudy Giuliani (laughs) inspecting some of the sites, some of the sites around the disaster. 
And then he went to his office and sat down with Rudy and gave Rudy like 45 minutes. You know who was waiting in the hallway? Well, big Mayor Trent sat down and uh, swapped stories with Rudy Giuliani, Pete Buttigieg. He kept the Secretary of Transportation waiting in the hallway while he spent some time. I think it was a lot of time. I think it was like 45 minutes. And uh, Pete had to wait, cool his heels, while Mayor Trent hung with Rudy. I'm telling you, they think uh, the Biden administration have ignored them so far. Just wait, because they this is going to, uh, these people, the, the Biden officials, they're nothing, if not vindictive and vengeful. They will never, they, they'll, they won't give a damn about these people. I'm starting to wonder if Biden will ever go there. Don't forget. Oh, Joe no, Biden definitely never, not. Uh, initially, you're thinking it's a slam dunk. You go there, you shake hands. I say it every day. It's the easiest part of your job. Just show up. Trump, it couldn't have been easier. He walked around, he pointed at a few things, gave out a few hats. He was a conquering hero. He bought a few Big Macs. Couldn't have worked out better. This buffoon goes there with the uh, with the village people outfit, hangs out with other you know people, and hangs out with white construction workers, people he he doesn't like. He was forced to hang out with white construction workers. Please he, tell me, please tell me they were at least gay. <laughs> I don't know if he checked. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Had to be, had to be. Uh, uh, I didn't do the, you know, the, the complete background check on all of them, but it was funny watching him with a bunch of white construction workers about two weeks after he said that was a problem in America, that people would see people in hard hats on construction sites who didn't look like them. So if you were getting, you know, a bridge repaired or a, or a road fixed in your town, you really were concerned whether you looked like the guys who are fixing the roads. And if you didn't, you didn't want them there. It's just insane. That's typical insanity of the Biden administration. We'll get to Corinne Jean-Pierre, but we got to get to Joy Behar and the NTSB lady. All you people have been tweeting at me for the last week telling me it's Trump's fault because Trump deregulated the railroads and they didn't have the, the proper brakes because of Trump. Boy, did that narrative go up in flames. Tough break for Joe Scarborough and uh, Andrea Mitchell. But I got news for you people. It wasn't Trump's fault. Biden's own NTSB official made that quite clear. We'll play that. We'll get to that. Oh, we got an update on Sam Brinton and my favorite story of the day, a scumbag murder in Florida was executed, which is, you know, tough, tough on all the mainstream media. I don't like when mass murderers get executed, but uh, his favorite final words were attributed to Ron DeSantis. Another, uh, I'm not sure how how Trump is going to handle this. He might go off on true social, but the killer before they executed him paid tribute to Ron DeSantis and didn't mention Donald Trump. That's going to be a tough, tough one to Donald for Donald to handle. We'll get to all that. But first, a recession-proof investment without compromise. European American Armory Corp or EAA Corp has specialized in providing high quality, innovative and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full-size in three popular calib- calibers. Are you a first-time gun owner? Well, EAA Corp's 
all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package, ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit EAA Corp's eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. All right, let's do joy before we uh, get to uh, this Florida scumbag getting executed and, uh, and our Sam Britton update. Um, Somebody mentioned this, I think uh, on Twitter, it was somebody, they said, isn't this worse than what Don Lemon did? Uh, It's certainly worse than what Tony Maserati said. Joy Behar and the and the clucking hens on the view can say anything. They could say the most outrageous thing. It can be wrong. God knows they've blamed Trump for the train derailment, which is wrong. But this is something you don't say. I mean, maybe you think. Maybe you 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 look at those people like Joy Behar and other elitist New York liberals do. You look at them and you say they're trash. They're white trash. Who cares about them? You don't say that out loud. Joy Behar basically said that those people, the poor folks of East Palestine, who've seen their town go up in a mush, a mush, toxic mushroom cloud, whose property values have just disappeared, those people got what they deserve. Because let's be honest, most of them voted for the evil orange man. Let's listen to this friggin' old hag, this friggin' moron, say perhaps the most egregious thing uh, we've heard about, you know, Trump people since, you know, Hillary Clinton called them a bunch of deplorables. This is just despicable. Go ahead, play it. Regulations for a second, because it seems to me that the Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market and they don't like a lot of regulations. Because it means profit. When because, you deregulate, yeah. you get profit. But they, I know. Part of the deregulation so, for example, the, the, there were very few plane crashes. Thank God. And that's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, and safety standards. Biggest, Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames. Norfolk Southern gives as much to Democrats as Republicans. It's a very powerful. Yeah. A lobby that is trying to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't that even could wipe need out to entire, because yeah. the last administration rolled it down to only one to having worker. One. They happened to have but two. One thing and I just want to say is I do think this was an unforced error by President Biden. It was 20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is Trump country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he, won, he is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show do that they, he is. But does, it was time for him to be. I don't know why they would ever vote for him because for somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. <laughs> Donald Trump, who reduces all safety. He yeah. did. Do in they showed up at McDonald's and those voters yeah, saw do, something on the ground that yeah. probably it, resonates in a way that they need. Yeah, but they need to look past the photo ops, these people, and say, who's doing the job here? Forget about the photo op showing up is a big showing up i think think this is donald trump's fault (laughs) you hear the crowd didn't even go with that uh the crowd uh kind of hissed um 
Um, but it, I can't believe people watch that, but they're so <laughs> stupid. It's just so dumb. This is Donald Trump's fault. First of all, there were three people on the train, not two. She's wrong. Secondly, even the Biden administration admitted it wasn't about deregulating the brakes. Um, and by the way, Biden's been president for two years. If this regulation or this deregulation was so egregious, so dangerous, why didn't they reverse it? I mean, but it's irrelevant. That doesn't matter because um, NTSB official Jennifer Homendy uh, um, spoke on this and she's a Biden official and she flat out said it's the fault of the operator. This was an amazing answer or explanation, but it should put to rest all this, this talk about whatever uh, regulation, deregulation, these guys on the train screwed up. These guys, uh, the, 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 the whatever, ball bearings heated up to a temperature beyond safety, beyond what they should, and they didn't stop, and they didn't do anything about it. We know whose fault it is. It's Norfolk Southern's fault. It's going to cost them, I don't know, hundreds of billions of dollars in settlements, and they're not, uh, I mean, I think we're done. I think we're done trying to look for an answer. It's not going to be one of those deals where we go whatever for, for months and months and months or years wondering why this happened. Listen to this woman. We've talked to community members who are suffering health effects, have pets who've died, have damage to businesses and homes. But I can tell you this much, this was 100% preventable. We call things accidents there is no accident. Every single event that we investigate is preventable. So our hearts are with you. Know that the NTSB has one goal, and that is safety and ensuring that this never happens again. She's a straight white woman. Boo. Uh, see, see if you can get her answer when she explains what happened, please. She explains that the uh, whatever bell bearing the heater and the brakes heated up beyond a certain temperature. They should have stopped. They should have known it. They didn't. She places the blame 100%. She explains it in detail. See if you can get that from me because mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to any more of this stuff about Trump, Trump, Trump. I mean, I understand you hate the man. You, you're, you're, I understand Biden's an embarrassment. Everything you think, everything you, every impulse you have is to blame Trump for everything. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. This is a Biden official and she explains exactly what happened. Accident. I mean, she says it's not an accident. It's a upper uh, operator error. Uh, they know why this happened and it wasn't because of deregulation, but, uh, See if you can find that from me. I want to get to, oh man, we got to, uh, we got to get to uh, KJP too. I don't want to forget that and Sam Brinton, but uh, a couple things out of Florida, a couple things. Uh, and and uh, yesterday, a, guy, a man named Donald Dilback was executed. This upset a lot of people on the left. Of course, they don't want to see anyone executed, even the worst of the worst. He murdered uh, a couple of people. He murdered a cop or a sheriff's deputy. And then uh, when he got out of prison, he murdered a uh, innocent woman, a mother. Um, we don't like to 
named Faye Lamb Van. Uh, we don't like to get caught up in, you know, the murders or actually the crimes or things these guys did when they're sentenced to death and they're strapped in for their lethal injections. Uh, family members of, of Faye, Faye Lamb Van, the woman he stabbed to death in 1990, witnessed the execution, uh, which is good. They should get to do that. They did not speak to reporters. Um, this is, uh, her family members said, quote, uh, in, a, in a statement, 11,932 days ago, Donald Dilbeck brutally killed our mother. We were robbed of years of memories with her, and it has been very painful since. Uh, this execution gives us some closure. Good for them. That's what it is meant to do. He, 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 he was sentenced to death 32 years ago. There's a problem with the death penalty. It takes too long to carry out the, uh, the sentence. Um, anyway, I want to get to my favorite part. I can't find out what he, what he had for a final meal, which is too bad because uh, I always find that funny. But, you know, we made a final statement and another, another gift to Ron DeSantis. He blames DeSantis. Check out this final statement before they give him the hot shot. Quote, I know I hurt people when I was young. I messed up. But I know Ron DeSantis has done a lot worse. He's taken a lot from a lot of people. I speak for all men, women, and children. He put his foot on our necks. And then his last, uh, his last statement, Ron DeSantis can suck my bleep. That's the last words of this condemned killer before he uh, met his maker. And uh, Warren, uh, DeSantis signed the death warrant last month. Uh, and he suggested that the death penalty should not require a unanimous verdict from a jury the way it didn't when this guy was sentenced, which is good. It's great. It's another great move by Ron DeSantis. He didn't do anything yesterday. Sat back and let this scumbag uh, essentially pay tribute to him, his last words. That's pretty great. Imagine your last, you, the last words is Ron DeSantis can suck my bleep. That's uh, somewhere Donald Trump is jealous, somewhere. And, and decent people, law-abiding people, the families, the, the victims' families are all applauding it, saying thank you, Ron DeSantis. One more great move by the uh, governor of Florida and hopefully our next president. But uh, do I have time to do this uh, body cam footage? An update on the uh, murder in, uh, in Florida. We told you about the, the scumbag uh, Keith Moses who killed a reporter, young reporter, been on the job less than a year killed a nine-year-old girl after killing the woman he knew who was 20, year old, 20 years old. He left, came back to the scene, and the reporters were reporting on the scene, and he shot the reporter and the cameraman, killed the reporter, the cameraman still in jail, uh, in hospital, and then for some reason went into a house, killed a 38-year-old woman and a nine-year-old child just in cold blood. Well, they caught him, and if you haven't seen the video, it's a treat. It's a treat. The cops do everything right. This whiny bitch is screaming, I can't breathe. And he's hoping somehow to be, to be George Floyd, I guess, to be, 
to be the next, you know, victim of police brutality. Maybe, I don't even know, some of these cops white, maybe he was hoping Ben Crump would see this and take his case. Uh, it's not going to work because this guy shot a nine-year-old child in cold blood. Uh, and as I said yesterday, I'll say it again, nobody in Washington will care. Nobody in Congress, nobody in the White House, nobody in the media, because he wasn't, uh, because this guy is not a white supremacist or a cop and he didn't use an AR-15. He's just a scumbag, a 19-year-old with a record a mile long who didn't belong on the streets, who, who, who somehow, somehow was free with, I mean, everything, assault and battery, grand theft. I mean, just a million crimes he committed, and he was out free at the age of 19. We will get to the reason this all happened, and I guarantee it's a soft on crime DA, but let's enjoy the cops doing their job and doing it right. And li listen to this whiny bitch crying, trying to make it seem like he's being uh, brutalized, but the cops, but the cops did a great job. Go ahead. Get on your face. Get on your fucking face. Get on your fucking face. Get on your fucking face. Oh, oh. They're killing me! 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 Let me go! Let me go! Let me go! Let me go! Hold on, Eddie. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. Relax, man. All right, we got to secure. Relax. All you guys coming up. He Relax. From the other direction. Relax. That way, that way. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Secure that whole area. That whole area. I can't breathe. Everybody down there needs to be top I can't breathe. He walked up from down there. I can't breathe. These all worked in the past. I think he's breathing okay, uh, but it is amazing. A guy shoots, kills, whatever, shoots like five people, kills three people, kills a nine-year-old child, and something says, let me go, <laughs> let me go, and somehow thinks he's been watching too much, too much of the news, thinks like if he says, I can't breathe, you know, they might, uh, I don't know what, let him go, take the handcuffs off. They, uh, they did a great job, and... Uh, you know what? Again, I'll go back to Don Lemon of 2013. Maybe this kid should have pulled his pants up. Maybe this kid should have uh, should have obeyed the uh, obeyed the rules. But what a just a what a sad, sick story. I mean, we don't even know why. I mean, why? I mean, we know he killed the woman he he knew, but why he killed everybody else? I mean, why he killed an innocent reporter? Why he killed a nine-year-old child? Hopefully. Someday, hopefully DeSantis will be long gone, but hopefully he will meet the same fate in the same state as Donald Dilbeck, who was executed uh, Thursday evening, 6.13 p.m. I really was hoping DeSantis was going to put it on TV, you know, maybe just local cable or something, but uh, we will have to take the word of the victims' families that uh, this guy is no longer with us, declared dead uh, there was a vigil outside in support of Donald Dilbeck, who again killed a cop and killed a mother, uh, innocent mother. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. We got his last meal, Ironhead. Oh, good. Uh, fried shrimp, mushrooms, onion rings, butter pecan ice cream. 
pecan pie and a chocolate bar. Man, God doesn't seem to care about carbs at all. There's a lot of carbs, a lot of calories. The electric, pecan, the electric chair burns some calories, so you got to carb up. That's my favorite ice cream, butter pecan. And who doesn't love pecan pie? You know what? I got to th- admit, I don't think I could eat if I was about to be executed. How long before is it? Is it the night before? Is it a minute before? Like what, At 9.45 a.m. he had his last meal. So it's hours and hours. Wow. They give him time to digest, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, fried shrimp. Not bad. Not a bad choice. Uh, I always think of the guy that Bill Clinton executed when he was in Arkansas. He executed a uh, developmentally disabled man. And the guy had his last meal and he, he told them to wrap up his dessert. He was going to have it later. <laughs> No boy. Didn't quite understand the process. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, let's do Shane, then we're going to get to uh, an update on Sam Brinton. But first, well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I'll do a quick Sam Brinton update. This made me laugh out loud. I'm telling you, this guy is he's just it's just comical. You know the picture uh the picture of him with that weird African dress that got him he got caught. The woman saw it, realized it was hers, said she had it stolen at the airport 2018. You know how she saw it? You know where she saw it? <laughs> in Vogue mag I mean in Vanity Fair magazine. Vanity Fair did a spread with this scumbag wearing stolen dresses, a nuclear expert working in the Biden, high-ranking official in the Biden administration. And uh, he was wearing the stolen dresses for a photo spread with folk, with Vanity Fair. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. This guy was riding high in stolen dresses. And you know what? This is just going to be the first of many. Any woman who had luggage stolen in the last four years, is going to be uh, uh, looking to see if they can find a photo of him. I guarantee you he preferred stolen dresses to dresses that he bought because it was it was part of his fetish. You know, it got him excited. It was a thrill. Do we, have time, do we have time to play this KJP sound too? KJP. On, on locals, we can. Uh, that's true. We're going to be, we're, we're not, uh, we're not through. We're going to wrap this up and we're going to do our little locals uh extra overtime show. Anyway, we got to leave it there. We got to wrap this up. Hey, we're going to keep going. Two things, two things. We're going to be on rumble tomorrow. I think Saturday's the plan. They're going to take this show, put it up on rumble. If you want to check it out, uh, you can do that. We had, uh, they did it last week. Apparently they had really good numbers, Ironhead. So they want to do it again and keep it going. Also, we're going to keep going. We're going to be back with the locals audience. If you want to join us on locals, go to callahan.locals.com 
Uh, we're going to do this once in a while, just do an extra, an extra little bit, uh, a segment, a show for our locals audience, but going to wrap up the big show here now. Uh, let uh, Ironhead get to work, put it up, and then we're going to return to uh, to the locals crowd. Um, but that'll do it for today and for this week. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again Monday morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.